All right. So yeah, uh, if you don't know me, my name's Devonte Thorne. Um, I'm one of the campus leaders here at the Gospel Tabernacle. Oh, sorry. I just saw a bag that I left here, and I was looking for it. Thank God. Okay. Um, thank God. I didn't know where it was. Okay. Um, random. Okay. Yeah, so I'm Devontae, one of the uh, leaders here at the Gospel Tabernacle, um, and uh, it's just an honor um, to be here. Like, I don't take this, like, lightly. Like, this is um, always an honor. This is always, like, I'm always, in some ways, like, God, shoot, like, you want me to do this? Like, this is actually a thing. Um, but... Yeah, he does, um, and I think he has some things to uh, speak through me today, um, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot, so um, just to give you a little recap about um, just this Advent conspiracy thing and, like, just what it was. If you're new to, like, our church or you're just watching for the first time, you don't know what this is, um, I can explain it just briefly and just let you know what we've been doing. So for the past um, few weeks, we've had uh, we've been talking about Advent conspiracy, um, and we've been celebrating. It's pretty much basically us celebrating Christmas radically different than what the world says to do Christmas, um, and it just kind of completely takes out like I don't know some not completely, but some of the norms um, that we just kind of associate with Christmas. Um, so we focus on the miraculous story of Jesus and allow him to shape how we celebrate, right? So we just take Jesus' story um, of his birth um, and allow who Jesus is to just um, dictate how we celebrate Christmas. Um, So a lot of listening, a lot of understanding, like what God wants to do through us. Uh, So what we did first, the first sermon was worshipfully, which reminds slash teaches us to live our lives as, as worship or a sacrifice to the Lord. Right. Uh, And then the next one was spend less, which reminds us or teaches us to be mindful about the things about what we're spending our money on. What are we spending our um, time on? Like, why are we doing this? Um, I'm thinking about Jared in the boxing gym and he talks about like, what is your why uh, often? Um, And it just makes me think about this. Like, why? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I spending these things? Like, what is the purpose? And then the next one was give more, which uh, reminds us or teaches us to give more of ourselves to one another, Um, give one more of ourselves to the people who need us Um, and not necessarily like more stuff. Like we're not giving more stuff, like we're giving more um, of what who we are and who God has made us to be and the things that we um, can contribute to love other people. so yeah, that's been that's the brief recap of the Advent conspiracy, and the last one is love all, and that is what I'm talking about today. Um, so this has been an interesting journey for me. Um, just like Christmas this year, I feel like it has totally just like taken me out of what I normally thought about Christmas, like what I thought Christmas was about. Um, like it just like radically changed my my thoughts. Um, so I hope, like, this sermon, if you have felt the same way, I hope this sermon helps you, um, just kind of navigate this Christmas season, and, like, this, what we've been talking about isn't just for Christmas, like, this is a lifestyle, like, this is the way we live our lives, um, like, it's not just for the season, like, I, <laughs> I did have the thought, honestly, that, like, man, it's gonna be good when Christmas is done, so I can go back to doing some of the things I was doing before, right? But it's not, it's not how it goes. Like, this is a, this isn't just a seasonal thing. This is a, what we do. This is our worship. This is our lives. Um, so, uh, what we've been talking about, 
um, goes far beyond Christmas. Um, yeah. So, um, and I wanted to say also, there is no blueprint to any of these things um, that we talked about in the last four weeks. Um, you hear from God um, on how to um, do these things. And, like, it looks different for everybody. So it's not just, like, I don't know, just one, you do this, you be, this is how you go about it. Like, Jesus is, I don't know, he's personal. He created you differently than the next person, right? So he's going to speak to you differently and use your gifts, use what you have differently um, than the, the next person. So, yeah, so that's the recap of um, Advent Conspiracy. So let's get into it. I'm going to pray because that's good. And um, then I'm going to read our scripture and we can keep moving. All right. Um, Father, um, Lord, I bless your name here. Um, I bless your name um, where every, anybody is at that's watching right now, God. Um, we just ask for more of your spirit, God. Uh, we ask for that you would come, Father God, and meet us. Lord, you're so gracious and good, and I just thank you, Lord, for your love. Um, I pray that you would speak through me. Um, I pray that the Holy Spirit, um, you know, just give me words to say, Lord. Um, and I just bless, Lord, what it would do in people's hearts, God. Um, may our hearts be receptive to your word, Jesus. Um, and may you soften just any parts of our heart that is hard. Lord, I just bless a soft heart because um, you bless it, God. So we thank you. We love you. And I just bless the freedom here, God. I just bless. I just feel your freedom. I feel, um, I don't know, just your, the freedom that is your love, God. Um, so may we walk in your freedom, Jesus. Um, and may we live out of that, God, um, despite what's happening. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, um, so we are going to mainly be in Luke chapter 3, verse 10 through 14. I tried to not add almost any more scriptures, but there are a few more that I just want to highlight, but they're not going to be on the screen. But our main scripture is Luke 3, 10 through 14. I hope you guys can see that. Oh, it's bigger over there. Good. Okay. Um, so starting off with a little background about Luke um, or the book of Luke. So... Um, so basically, Luke starts off with um, a few different things. So first, it's like the birth of John the Baptist. Um, it's foretold. So that John the Baptist coming to um, coming into the world is foretold. Um, and if you don't know who John the Baptist is, um, I'll get into that a little bit more later. But um, and then we got uh, the birth of Jesus foretold. All right, um, and then. Um, Mary visits uh, Elizabeth, who is John's mom, right? And then John the Baptist is born. And then there's a prophecy, right, that happens. There's a lot of prophecy that happens before this. Um, and then Jesus is born, right? And then Jesus is at the temple as a baby, and there's more prophecy about, well, like, uh, who he is and what's to come. Um, and then Jesus stays at the temple. He grows, he grows older, and then he's at the temple, um, and his parents are worried about him, but he's staying there, and he's talking to people and ministering to people, just doing different things like that. And then uh, we get to where we're at in, in chapter 3, which is uh, John the Baptist, who is preparing a way for Jesus. Um, so that's what, that's who, that's pretty, that's what John was I could put on this earth to do. He was put on this earth to, to love um, 
to love, I don't know, he loved Jesus, right, in his splendor, like the way that he loved Jesus was like evident, and he was put on this earth to prepare a way for, for Jesus, right? So he was the one who was in charge of, um, of people, people pretty much repenting and being baptized, um, and um, he was doing that before Jesus came, and then he came and baptized Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit came, and then Jesus' ministry like took off, right? Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, so in verses 10 through 14, this, this um, like, passage of Scripture was so, it just kind of came out the blue for me, honestly, because I was reading the previous, like, Scriptures in verse, uh, chapter 2, talking about Jesus being born, um, and I was just, like, familiar, familiarizing myself with it, um, and I wanted to just, like, gain more information on it, on Jesus being born and all these different things. I looked in Matthew as well. Um, but then I felt like the Lord is like, keep reading. And I was like, okay, what am I reading? Why am I keeping, like, keep reading? And then he, like, highlighted this small part about the poor. Um, and it just stuck out to me. I just felt like he was like, that's it. And I was like, oh, okay. So it totally, I had a whole nother uh, passage of uh, scripture in mind, but this is what I felt like God led me to. Um, so I'm going to talk about the poor a lot. I'm going to say the word poor a lot. Um, and I want to give, like, a definition of what poor, like, is, or what, when I say poor, what did I mean? Um, so when I say poor, it can inter, uh, interchange with different words, two different words, um, that I'm going to say is weakness, poverty, okay? So if you hear those words, um, I'm talking about the same thing, all right? Um, and being, like, being poor is way more than just a lack of money, like, it's not just a, like, a lack of money. Like, I think we think about being poor. We think about, um, like, things. We think about money. We think about, like, having stuff. Um, but it's way more than that. And I learned this over my years of living in Aliquippa. Um, it's a lack of relationships, opportunities, capital, resources, voice, power. Like, we as a, a church, we talk about this all the time. This is what being poor uh, means. Like, it's, it's et cetera. There's more to... Um, being poor than just money. Um, and I think that's huge. I think that's important to keep in our minds because if we um, just limit it to money, then, I mean, a lot of us can have money. A lot of us can have resources, but um, we could be very, we still could be very poor, right? We still can be not um, rich in spirit, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, right? For they shall inherit the kingdom. Um, so, um, I want to give you that definition, all right? So let's break this down. Let's break this, these few verses down, all right? Um, so, oh, I didn't read it. I forgot to read. All right, so Luke 3, 10 through 14. The people asked John, what uh, should we do? He answered, if you have two shirts, share with someone who does not have one. If you have food, share that too. Even the tax collectors came to John. They wanted to be baptized. They said to him, teacher, what should we do? He told them, don't take more taxes from people than you have been ordered to collect. The soldiers asked him, what, sh what about us? What shall we do? What should we do? He said to them, don't use force or lies to make people give you money. Be happy with the pay you get. Um... I want to shout out Marissa. I used the easy read version for uh, the Bible today, um, and I did it on purpose because I was like, this is good. I just appreciated, like, the simplicity of it. Um, so shout out to you, Marissa, if you're watching. Um, so 
Yeah, so there, let's break this down. So we, there's a few different people. There's the crowd that um, John the Baptist talks to. There's the corrupt tax collectors. And then there's the soldiers, right? Um, so the first thing he says in verse 10 is to the crowd. He says, what, they said, what shall we do? And then John says, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry, right? So what is he saying? He's saying, if you have access, like excess, you give your excess to the ones who have little, right? So he's saying, if you have an excess of something, give it to the ones who have little. Um, and I, I've heard it, heard this said, like we um, live out of the excess that the Spirit gives us, right? So we say, we pray, your, um, your king, uh, give us our, give us this, give us this day our daily bread. Right, so um, the Lord gives us what we need for today, but our cups overflow. Like our cup continues to like overflow. Like we can live in that, um, and I've heard it said that we can live out of um, like we can give the excess and we can live out of what's what's there because the cup is continue to overflow. So we're never without. Like we're never lacking um, because the Holy Spirit isn't lacking anything. Um, so the fullness that is in us, we can live out of that and we can give out of that. So I believe, um, I don't know, I thought it was cool because I think this ties into what, um, to what he, uh, John the Baptist is saying. He's saying, whatever you have access of, give it, like give it to who, who doesn't have, um, because you, like, you're not going to be without, right? Like you got two shirts, give one, like you got food, share it with somebody, right? Like, you're not going without. Like, you have what you need. Like, the, like God's supplying what you need, but, like, you don't need to hold on to these things. Like, we're not, I don't know, like, we're not, as children of the kingdom, like, we don't have to hold on to um, these things. Like, they're just gonna, like, fall out of our hands. Like, God's just gonna take them. Like, he's really good. So, God's like, John's like, look, you have excess, give it. Like, why not? Um, so, they, that's that. That's for the crowd, all right, the tax collectors, the corrupt tax collectors, they said, what shall we do? He told them, don't take more taxes for, from people than you have been ordered to collect. Um, so these tax collectors were collecting more money than necessary. Um, and I realized, I read in the commentary, um, like they gave it like a background on like what's going on here, which I thought was really interesting. So um, the Romans um, back in this time, would auction the rights to collect tax to the highest bidder. So you could be anybody, like it could be me, my wife, Steve, John, whatever, like we could, we could like bid to collect the tax from the people, right? And if our bid was high enough, we were the ones selected, right? Um, but then like the bid normally was high. So to make a profit off of your bid, you would go and try to collect as much money as you could from the poor, right? From those who are less fortunate, from the weak, right? Um, and this is what John the Baptist is, like, is getting at. It's like, no, stop, don't do, like, don't, you don't need to, like, do this. Stop, stop taking advantage of the poor. Stop taking advantage of the people who have less. Um, and allow, I don't know, just do, like, I don't be honest about what you uh, are doing and stop, like, just stealing from the poor. Um, so that's what was going on um, with the corrupt tax collectors. Um, and next, in verse 14, we have the soldiers. Um, the soldiers are, in some, some ways, in the same light as the uh, corrupt tax collectors. Um, 
they say, what shall we do? He said to them, don't use force or lies to make people give you money. Be happy with the pay you get. He's saying, these soldiers, and I can imagine what soldiers look like. I mean, they probably have armor on, right? They probably have a weapon. Some might be buff, you know what I'm saying? Some might be big. And it's like, these soldiers are intimidating people to get money, right? Um, they're intimidating people to get money. And who are they intimidating? Like, if you are big and you have armor and you have a sword, you're intimidating people that can't defend themselves, right? Like, you don't, do, you don't intimidate people that, like, like I can't intimidate the Hulk. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's no way. Like, he's huge. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they are defending people that are smaller than them. They're defending people, def I mean, excuse me, they are... Uh, using people, they are intimidating people that are smaller than them, they, uh, that are weaker than them, that just don't have the means to fight back, right? Um, and that's what's going on here. Um, so I thought about, <laughs> I thought about, like, they're pretty, they're bullying these people, right? That's what I thought about. And I was like, these people are, like, no different than, like, school bullies that you see on, like, movies, right? Like, typical school bully, like, takes a kid and shoves them in the locker, like, type of thing, or, like, uh, dumps their head in the toilet. Like, that's who these soldiers are. Like, these soldiers are serving the kingdom, and they are, like, bullying people. Like, what, what is going on here? Like, if I was John, this, I would be, like, I understand why he's going at this right, right now. Like, these are some of the first things that John, um, Commanded. Like, they're asking, what should we do? And he's telling them to stop doing this, right? This is, he doesn't say anything else. He doesn't say, like, go and, I don't know, do 50 push-ups and then sacrifice something and then do, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's saying, like, stop, stop taking advantage of people that are weak. Um, and I don't know, I just think that some, there's something so, like, powerful in this. Um, and I just appreciate, I appreciate the Lord just, like, sending me into the this um, and taking me into another direction because it is a small, there's only four verses, but it's so powerful in what John is saying here. Um, so yeah, so those are the soldiers um, bullying people, all right? So we got the crowd. He's saying if you have access, I mean, ex excess, I keep saying access, excess, um, then give it, give it away. Like, don't hold on to it. Like, you don't need to store up, store up these things. For what? Um, and then Two, he's talking to the corrupt tax collectors, and he's telling the tax collectors, excuse me, to stop making a profit um, off of the people um, that you're collecting tax from. Like, stop um, trying to get extra money um, than what you are supposed to be collecting um, because you're taking advantage of them. And then the soldiers, again, stop using the, stop intimidating the weak just to get more money. And I love what he says at the end. He says, be happy with the pay you get. Like, be happy with what you got. Like, stop. Stop trying to get more. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop intimidating people so you can just have more. So what? Like, what are you going to do with this? Like, stop intimidating people. Stop trying to uh, just get more money because you just, like, you want this. Like, be content. Be content with where you're at. Um, so yeah, so that's what, this is a little breakdown of um, these four verses, um, the crowd, the corrupt tax collectors, and the soldiers, all right? Um, so a lot of my points, like, that I'm going to make is going to come out of um, who is God, um, who am I in light of who God is, um, what is God saying to me, and what I'm going to do about it, all right? Um, so this is um, the meat of... I guess my 
what I'm saying today. Um, so because of what we just, we just read and what we just saw, um, who is God, all right? Um, God is a father who sent his son to be poor, right? God is a father who sent his son to be poor. I, as I was going and, like, refreshing myself about, um, like, the Christmas, like, just about the, the birth of Jesus, I, like, I don't know, I learned a lot. Honestly, I don't think I ever, like, looked at Christmas the way I looked at it this year, um, and it's way more, like, Christ-centered for me, <laughs> um, honestly, and I think I uh, just learned some things. Like, one, like, the, well, this is the, the thing for me, according to this point, that Jesus was born in a manger. I didn't know what a manger was. I just, I mean, we sing it, it happened, like, I, it's a thing, but I looked it up. I asked Google, a manger is a a manger is a feeding trough. Like, it's something that animals eat out of. Like, I put in my notes, I was like, bro, what? Like, how, how, do, how is Jesus born into a feeding trough? You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, this is, like, unfathomable for me. Like, when I think about God and his glory, like, huh? Like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't go together for me. Um, but it's just like Jesus. It's just like God for him to be born in a feeding trough. Um, he could have been born anywhere else. Like, he could have been born in any other situation. He could have been, like, I don't know, in modern day, whatever, Paris, Los Angeles, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have been born in a rich family, um, but he was born to a poor family in Bethlehem, and also he was born in a in a manger, which is a feeding trough. I just thought that was crazy. Um, but it's just like God. Like, it's just like his character uh, to be born that way. Um, so that's the first point. Who is God? God is a father who sent his son to be poor, right? Um, and then the second point, God is a father who sent his son for the poor. Um, Jesus' heart is for the poor. I put in my notes, period, in capital letters. His heart is for the poor. Like, there's no, I don't know how you can, like, say it's not. In Scripture, there's so many things that uh, just point back to the people that are weak, the people that are uh, less fortunate, the people that, like, need him. Like, that's who Jesus loves. Um, that's who Jesus comes for. That's what he came for. Um, we see in Luke uh, six twenty, it says, God bless you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Um, Jesus came to establish his kingdom. Like, that, he came here to establish his kingdom on this earth because it wasn't, it wasn't here, right? Um, and he's saying the thing that he came to establish, he's giving it to the poor. Amen. That came out really good. <laughs> yeah, the thing he came to establish, he's giving it to the poor. Um, thank you, Lord. Um, yeah, he's giving it to the poor. So it's like, the, the kingdom, this thing, this, this thing that he, he's made and he's created, he's given it to the people that are less fortunate, right? He's given it to the people um, that need him. He's given it to the people who is in need of a savior, um, those who are outcasts, broken, failures, liars, etc. Like, he's given it to these people, um, people who cannot get out of their own way, people who can't uh, rescue themselves, right? These are the people that God has came for. He's came, He's come for these people, and he's given everything he's got. His whole kingdom, the kingdom is yours, and when God gives, he get like, 
He gives it. You know what I mean? Like, it's lavish. You know, it's, it's exceedingly and abundantly more than we ask or think. You know what I'm saying? So that's what God gives. Um, so that's who he's giving it to, the poor. Um, and, yeah, so that's my second point. God is a father who sent his son for the poor. Um, and lastly, um, I couldn't get away from this at all because it's true, but Jesus is king. God is king. Who is God? He is the king. Um, I think it's, 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 it's just like his character to be born this way, um, but um, I thought of you, Steve, when I was writing this, but um, I put in my notes, Jesus is no longer a baby in a manger or hanging on a cross. He is seated at the right hand of God. Like, he is not this little baby that we, we read about in this story, and he's not hanging on the cross like he didn't conquer death, right? Like, he is... He is the king. Like, he is the king of the universe. He's the king of everything, right? And that's just what it is. So he's seated at the right hand of Father because he lived a perfect life and was beaten and hung on a cross and died three three days later and rose. I mean, died, and three days later he rose. He was the one who conquered death, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Like, he was already seated there. He was already sitting, like, chilling there, right? But then he came down as a poor poor boy in Bethlehem, born in a feeding trough, right? And he, was, he came to save the poor. So this is who our God is. He is both poor and rich at the same time. Like, it's crazy, right? So this is who our God is. This is who Jesus is, right? He's poor, and he came to, he's came to, to the world to, uh, as a poor man, right? And he's came for the poor, but he also is king. And at any time, he could have in his walk um, on the earth, like he could have, he could have called angels to come and rescue him, come and do whatever. But he suffered for us, right? Because he, he, I don't know, like he came and um, and came and what's the word I'm looking for? He came in in uh, basically he came in touch with our humanity, right? He came and and took our place, like he came in. and sympathized and knew like what it, what it felt like to be human and knew what it felt like to be poor and knew what it felt like to not be able to like get yourself out of these situations. But it's the grace of God, right? It's the power of God for salvation for anyone who believes. Like it's, it was the power of God that came um, and, and I don't know, came to this earth and became man. That's, that's what it was, the power of God that came to the earth and, and became man. So, um, so yes, so that's who God is. God is a father who sent his son to be poor. God is a father who sent his son for the poor. And God, Jesus, is king. All right? That's who he is. Ooh. All right. So who am I? The next question is, who am I in light of who God is? All right? You are who God came for. Right? You are who God came for. And who did God come for? He came for the poor, right? The people that needed him, the people that are brokenhearted, the people that are liars, that can't get out of their own way. Like, he came for those people. You, me, everyone. Like, we, he came for us, right? And I wanted, I don't know, it might, it might sound weird to say, like, you are poor. Like, I'm just, I'm calling you poor, right? Um, but, I mean, it is true, you know, because I said, remember that being poor is not just a lack of money right? So you might be thinking, like, I'm good. Like, I got resources. I got things. Like, I'm whatever. But it's a lack of relationship, right? Opportunity, right? It's a lack of a voice, right? A lack, a lack of just anything, anything that you lack, right? There's in that area, you are poor, right? 
Um, and that's just what it is, right? And we have all sinned, right, and fallen sh- short of the glory of God, it says in Romans 3.23. So we have all sinned and fallen short. That means we, have, we all have uh, places in our lives that we can't get ourselves out of, right? There's no way we can get ourselves out of these places. Um, so we are poor in this area. Like, there's, there's, we are in need of him, right? And those who are in need receive him, right? That's who, that's who he came for. Um, so for me, this is, this is hit home for me. Like, I've been doing something in my heart for past months, um, since I, past months, but what has happened for me is, like, God has shown me that, like, I am no different than any, like, person I see um, in our community, anybody I've seen, like, I don't know, like, so let me tell you, so when I came to Aliquippa, it was a culture shock for me, right? It was, like, totally just not what I, I don't know, I experienced in my life before, um, and I, I don't know, I had this, like, thought, like, I was better than people, right? Like, because I, I didn't go through what they went through, or I came from a different background or something like that, um, but the Lord quick, like, quickly started, like, showing me, like you're, no, like, you're no different than these people, right? It's just my grace, right? It's just my grace that has saved you, right? So, like, I'm no different than the person that is, um, I don't know, that's on drugs and that is addicted to whatever they're addicted to. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what it's like to be addicted. Like, I know what it's like to be in bondage, and I know what it's like to not know how to get out of this situation, like how to get out of what I'm in. Like I know what it's like to feel stuck. Oh shoot, I cry. For, but for real, like I know what it's like, man, and it sucks. And it's like, I can't get myself out of this, right? But God, man, like it's him, it's his power. It's his love that's got me out of this stuff, man. It's got me out of the situations, man. So I didn't have to ruin my relationships. Thank you, Lord. It was him, and only him. So I'm no different, you know? Oh, Lecrae has a line um, in one of his songs. He says, um, uh, my daddy's still on that crack, and he might never come back. But I don't judge the man. I still love the man. I could be on that track. And it's only, it, I just, I love that, because it's like, shoot, like, I'm like two steps away from this, from being in that position, right? But it's God, man. It's his, his power and his love um, that's got me to where I'm at, um, and it's going to keep me going. So, um, so yeah, we are no, he, God came for, for you. He came for the ones that are, for us. He came for the ones that are broken, the ones that are poor, the ones that are weak, the ones that need him, um, the ones that feel stuck. Um, and if, if anyone right now, I just declare that anyone that feels stuck, there's freedom for you in Jesus' name. Like, wherever you feel like you are, like, you just can't get out of it, man, I swear I thought I, I, this was going to be with me forever. Like, what I was dealing with, but God, like, pulled me out, man. And I just declare, same testimony for you, that you will have a testimony that God pulled you out. He pulled you out of the darkness. He pulled you out when you didn't think there was a way. I just declared in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Um, and I believe it's just so necessary to first understand our need for Jesus, right, and our poverty. 
Um, because what that does is like you start seeing things like God sees it, right? So if you see your own poverty in somebody else's life, God can show you the poverty. Uh, I mean, you see the poverty in your own life. God can show you the poverty in somebody else's life that you wouldn't be able to see with your natural eyes, right? Like he gives you a, like a spiritual uh, lens and a, uh, just an understanding of, okay, like this is going, this is what's going on in this person's life, right? Like you're looking past the, what the flesh and the, the, the physical just has to show you, like, there's so much more, again, to being poor, right? So you can see these deeper things. You can see these things that you normally wouldn't be able to see. Um, so I think that's huge, all right? So that's my first point, all right? You are who God came for. <sighs> my second point, you are called to love the poor, right? There is something so beautiful about this. Like, your weakness, you being poor, doesn't discredit you from loving others, right? From loving the poor. Like, you get to love the poor because it's actually your, your weakness is actually um, the brokenness that you have that gives you the, 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 the right to be able to, like, to love. Because, like, it's this, it's, it's knowing that you are broken and knowing that you are, um, I don't know, that you're just in a place that you need Jesus, that you can go and, like, give that to others. Because, like, you... It, like, for me, when I first got here, like, I didn't, I, that's what happened. Like, the Lord broke me. Like, he broke me into a point where it was like, shoot, God, like, I'm no different. And I had to realize, like, there's no difference between me and the next person who's struggling, right? Because it's all, it's all the same. Like, it's all uh, a need for a savior. It's all for a need for someone to actually get me out of this. Um, so you are called to love the poor. You're called um, to go and love those who are weak, those who are in need. Um, and you are in the perfect position, the perfect position if you are broken, if you are weak, because it's in, in your weakness that he is made strong. In your weakness, he is made strong. He does something with your weakness. Like, I'm just, I'm thankful that, like, God does something with the, like, the crap in our lives. You know what I mean? Like, he does something good with it. Like, he doesn't just, like, he doesn't just, like, leave it there. Like, he actually takes it and does something that we couldn't do, right? Do some, something, like, extraordinary, like, and, and actually gives it a purpose. Like, we don't just suffer for no reason. Like, there's not, a, there's not a, just no reason for, for our suffering. And I'm thank, I thank God, like, those are some of the things I hold on to. Like, I, I remember when I was in, like, these suffering moments, right, and I, I had the thoughts, like, shoot, I hope something comes of this. Like, I hope there's a something on the other side because this really sucks. And I can see the fruit of it, right? And there, it produces fruit, right? Um, and it's Jesus' suffering that has produced that fruit for us. Um, so I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just want to encourage you, like, you are in a good place if you don't know, like, if you don't know how to get out of a situation or you, because God can do something in that, right? And God can do something in your weakness, right? And then he can do something, like, way more than you can ever dream or expect, um, so that's who we are. We are called to love the poor, all right? So that's the two points. Uh, who am I in light of God? You are who God, God came for, all right? Because you are poor, and you are called to love the poor, all right? Oh. So what is God saying? I'm wrapping up here. Um, God could be saying a lot, honestly, um, at this very moment. Um, he could be saying a lot of different things to different people. I don't know what he's saying exactly um, to you, uh, but I have a few things listed. Um, he could be highlighting the poverty and the weakness um, in your life right now. 
Um, and I, I, I just want to encourage you to not fight it um, because that is, that's your strength. That's your power right there. Like, um, because he can, he can do something like incredible with that. Um, so he could be highlighting your poverty at this very moment. Um, and there might be places in your heart that need healing. Um, he could be highlighting that too um, because it's hard to love others at this moment. Um, I think I I wrote this because it definitely hits for me. Like, I think there's places in my heart right now um, that I feel like God needs to heal. I just think there's places where it's hard. Like, I see God wants me to love um, a certain, like, certain person, certain group of people, and it's just hard. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I can't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure where to go with it, but I think um, God's, like, saying, like, um, I don't know, like, come and and be with me, and I can, like, show you what these things are, and, like, I can talk to other people. I've been trying to, like, just get these things out, um, and just, I don't know, just get healed from these things so I can love, um, the way God wants me to love, um, but he could be highlighting that. He could be highlighting, um, just places in your life that need healing, um, and again, I would encourage you not to fight that, um, and also, he could be highlighting someone or, um, someone around you who is poor, right? He could be highlighting someone around you who, um, or their weakness or whatever that is. Um, and these people could be at the gym. These people could be at your job. These people could be anywhere, like these people um, that you encounter. Um, but he could be highlighting these things, all right? Um, but I think the main point, I feel like this is what God was, um, uh, what he led me to. Uh, whatever it is, like whatever, um, like the, he's highlighting at this moment, I believe God is saying, like, whatever you have, like, your relationships, your opportunities, the resources, the voice, the power that you have, that you have in relationships, that you have around people, use it to humbly love the poor. Like, use that to humbly give to the people that are weak, right? Like, don't withhold those things, because those are the things God is giving you to love, right? And again, it's more than money. So we're talking about deeper things than that. We're talking about deeper things that actually have to do with some some things like your personality. Like you can use your personality uh, to love other people, right? And I have some examples of these things. Um, but first, let me get to John the Baptist. John the Baptist, he loved really well in this moment, right? Um, like he's a great example of someone who loved the poor, Right first, I just <laughs> I was laughing researching this. Um, John, I think John understood. John the Baptist understood his poverty. Right, uh, like he was a man that lived in the woods. Right, like he lived in the wilderness. Like I, I was like, okay, I did some research on this. <laughs> no, I mean, just reading through the scriptures, and I heard these things before, but I think it hit. Like he was a man that re- that, that lived in the wilderness. Right, and he had clothes that were woven by camel's hair right? And he wore like a leather belt around his waist. And he, and this is what threw me off. He ate locusts and wild honey. I didn't know what locusts was, right? So I, I looked it up. They're bugs. Like these are, these are bugs. Like dudes eating bugs. Like I was like, yo, oh my gosh. Dudes eating bugs. Like the honey I get, that's cool, right? But brother, what what you eating? But like he running around like Tarzan, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is just like in the woods doing whatever, right? Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure some people thought he was crazy. Like, I'm sure some people thought he was crazy, but like, 
I think he understood. Like I think he understood his poverty. I knew. I think he knew. Like this wasn't the the norm, right? Um, but this is good, you know, because he also, with all that, he also was a man that loved Jesus, right? And he had a zeal for Jesus, right? And he would go. He was. He was like. He was the one who prepared a way for Jesus and baptized him, right? So he's telling all these people as these crowds are coming, like, you need to repent from, like, your sins, right, and be baptized. Like, he's the one telling these people this. And this is radical. Like, this doesn't, this hasn't happened before this. But, like, John is is doing this because he's preparing the way for Jesus to come, right? So um, I think John understood his his poverty, and I think his poverty, um, it led his the, like the, who he he loved, right? He he led the it led the people he um, defended. He defended the poor, like in all these things. Um, when the people when he's saying like, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor, right? Or stop um, taking more money than you need from the people that are uh, as you're collecting tax, right? He's talking about the poor, right? Or soldiers stop intimidating or bullying uh, the people that are weaker. Like he is defending, right? The poor. That, that's what he's doing. And I think he's doing that because he understands there's a, the, the poor, like the weakness, the poor in, in, uh, in him. Like he understands like the lack that he has, right? But the, the sufficiency that he has in Jesus. Um, so yeah, so I just think John the Baptist uh, is a great just uh, picture of this. He's a great picture of just who, like what it looks like to be poor, but still love people really well, right? Um, so, some examples. I have two examples. Um, I want to honor my wife because um, she loves people really well. Um, I think she loves them, like, better than she thinks she does. But um, she loves people and she sees people um, in places that I would have never thought to see them, right? So this is what my wife does often. This is just who she is. Um, she will be in a room with somebody, like a group of people, um, and she would see that one person who's like the outcast, right? Or that person that might not even be sitting away from other people physically, but like she can like see like, I, I, think, I think this is just G, like Jesus inside of her, just see like, that person feels like they're an outcast or that person feels like they're just like don't belong in a way, right? So if everybody's around and like doing stuff um, and talking and then that one person just kind of like kind of feels that way, like my wife's gonna do something. She's gonna start a game. She's gonna do something to get this person to be involved, right? And be like, and not like pushing them just to like be something they're like not, but giving them a place to belong. Like that's what she does. She gives people a place to belong. Um, and I appreciate that so much about you. Like I, I, like I love it. Like you see stuff I don't see. I'm just like, oh, like they feel like that? Like for real? I was like, they look cool to me. Like they just like chilling. But this is like what she does, right? Or if we're in Zoom, like a Zoom meeting or something, like she will, um, ask a question that allows that person to like speak who normally probably wouldn't speak um, but it, it's a safe like a safe question like a question they could like answer but then it, gi- it gives them a voice like it gives them an opportunity um, to speak um, and I just appreciate that I just appreciate it. I know God like loves it you know so um, so yeah that's an example like she's using again she's using what she has all right to love the poor, right? So what she has is she can see uh, where other people are being the outcast. 
And I can, I can say, like, my wife has experienced um, some of these things, and I think it has shaped her, her life. I haven't, I didn't ask you about this, but okay. But I think it, sh- it has shaped her life. Like, it's shaped the way that she loves people. Like, she's been the outcast, right, in certain situations. And I don't, she hasn't liked it, right? But then God has brought her into a place of, um, of more confidence, more um, just ability to love, right? And then she's giving, she's giving that to others, right? So we use the things that we have. Right. And oftentimes what God has brought you out of, you can like you give that because you can't give what you don't got. Right. Um, So that's that. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to honor my wife. And then the cafe, um, Uncommon Grounds Cafe. I was thinking about this last night, but um, the cafe does something really like small, but it's huge. Like they give people they, they restore dignity to people like there's. A lot of people that come into the cafe are, like, just struggling. Like, there's just a lot of stuff going on in their lives, and it's just, it is what it is, right? And you could probably see it physically. Like, there's a just, it's it's so much that you can't, like, hide it, right? Um, but, um, and you should, I don't think you, you need to. But, um, but what they do is they restore dignity by when they feed their, their customers, they give them glasses to drink out of, like, real glasses to drink out of. Um, and they give them, like, real plates and real silverware and a nice, like, if they ask for water, it comes in this nice, like, water dispenser thing. A crap. And it's, like, it's super nice, but it's, like, they're not just doing that for no reason. Like, they're thinking like missionaries. Like, this is what they're doing. Like, they're thinking, like, okay, I'm going to restore dignity in places that um, you, like, the person that's receiving it might not have thought of, the person that's, like, watching might not have thought of. Like, they, it could just, like, fly by, but... I appreciate this. Like, I love hearing Herb talk about this um, and just other people at the cafe because it is restoring dignity. It's restoring people um, to who God, like, like, made them to be. Like, when we eat, like, we, when we, like, we eat together. Like, I don't imagine our table as a kingdom of God as this just, like, I don't know, like, a, like a, a, a flip table that you open up and play dominoes on, like, that type of thing. Like, I imagine this grand like table with a like a whole centerpiece. My mom's probably I think she's watching right now, but she uh <laughs> she does weddings, so I'm thinking about this. Um but I love you, mom. And a grand table like with a with a, a runner in the middle, right? And all these chafing like dishes and all these candles, all this stuff, right? Just beautiful, right? And this is what I just feel like the the cafe is embodying, like, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does your table look like in heaven? God, all right, cool. Let's restore dignity here, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think it's dope. Like, I just really appreciate the way that they love people. Um, And it's so, like, encouraging, like, just to me and just, like, to love people in different ways. Like, who, like, thinks of that? Like, that's such a cool way to love people. Um, So, yeah. So, as I close, um, what are you going to do about it? Um, guys, as much as I am up here talking and to you, and um, I'm the one giving this sermon, I am talking to myself. Um, this season for me has been extremely difficult, um, just like navigating, because I, I see a lot of things in myself um, that's selfish and wants to just be um, I don't know, just think about myself often. And this whole Advent conspiracy has, like, turned me upside down because I'm like, I don't think I've thought about Christmas. I don't think I've thought about loving people 
in this radical way. Like this is just, I just feel like it's a different, a new step. Um, and man, I'm, I honestly, I don't have the, like I don't have all like the answers, like for real. Like what are you gonna do about it? Um, I have a few things here, but I think the biggest thing, honestly, um, and this is me, like I have, I just think that submitting to the Lord um, is huge. Like I think there's, when I think Jesus is constantly speaking. I think he's saying many things, um, but I think when we hear him, we have to um, obey because like I've just seen over the past like few weeks, like God telling me to don't do this and then I've seen the consequences of it and it's really hurt like some of the people that's closest to me. And God was just looking out for me um, and not looking out for me. They looking out for the other person, and I mean me as well. Like they, they didn't like God didn't want either one of us to be in a situation where we were in. But that's where we like we got to, and it was so unnecessary if I like just obeyed like His voice um, because He like His love is just so good, um, and He's not just I don't know like He's not trying to like take anything away from you that um, I don't know that's like that you need, like, he gives you good gifts, um, and he's, like, guiding you in a way that you should go, um, but I think our obedience to it is huge, um, so if I had one thing, like, what are you going to do about it, I think submitting to the Lord, and whatever that is for you, then it's for you, like, hear that, and then listen to God, and, and just follow and obey, talk to somebody if you need to, that type of thing, but, um, that's that, uh, and you can do this, um, by receiving prayer if you want. We're going to have, we're having Zoom prayer, yes, after the service, um, and I just think it's, I don't know, if whatever God is highlighting for you, whatever you need, like, allow the people, like, allow people on this call, they're safe, um, and they love you, um, they can, um, I don't just help you get to a, a, a place where you're like, I don't know, like, yeah, God, okay, like, I want to obey you. I don't know how, but it's like, we're going we're gonna to do this. Like, let's do this together. And lastly, know that this, everything I just said, again, is a lifestyle. Like, this isn't just for Christmas. Like, this is um, just a season. Like, this is not just for a season. This is for a lifetime. Um, so just allow God to, um, I don't know, continue to allow God to, to do what he needs to do in your heart. And I'm talking to Devontae. I'm like, Devontae, allow God to do what he needs to do in your heart, man, because, like, it's, there's no other way. There's nothing else in this world that can satisfy um, as much as it claims to. Um, so that's all I got for us. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amen. <laughs>